Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Sovereign Projector podcast, a podcast not just for projectors. So I literally just recorded and put out the chapter three or third installment of Immortality, Mostly a Travel Memoir, which is an audiobook um, that I have been writing lately. And I figured I, and I've been meaning to do it for a few days, actually, but obviously I've been really busy with moving stuff, um, that I would sit down and give a little life update and just also talk a little bit about decision-making and making big life-changing decisions and trusting yourself and all these fun things in making big life-changing decisions. So if you have known me for a while, if you have worked with me, if you've been listening for a while, you probably know I'm not the most home-enjoying human. Um, And very long story short, man, okay, or should we just do the long story? I don't know. I don't know. Let's see how we feel. But okay, let's start with the long story short, which is that as of, well, tomorrow, I'm moving out of the apartment that I've been in for probably only like seven to eight months, but I don't know, whatever. We we stayed here for a while. Um, And on Wednesday, Wednesday, the 19th of October, I am getting on a one-way flight and starting a life of indefinite travel. And so that's the decision I want to talk about. Um, I'm getting rid of all my furniture, almost all my clothes, except for the clothes that will be coming with me. And then I'll have like, for times when I do visit Melbourne, I'm going to keep a few like wintry outfits at my parents' house, obviously, because it gets cold here. um, And I do not plan on traveling to cold destinations. Um, But yeah, getting rid of, giving away, donating, selling a tiny bit of my belongings as well. Um, So yes, like I've said, if you've been around here a long time, this is not really like an out of the blue decision. Um, Even though for me, I was like in my head, I was like, you know, like 30 is coming up. So I'm going to be 30 on the 27th of October. So what's that like? I know, 15 days away or something like that. Um, And you know, there's like, there's so many pressures and like, no matter how deconditioned you are, I like to think I'm pretty deconditioned. You know, I've been working on this for a long time and I just like mostly to a certain extent, do what I want when I feel like it. I'm not so concerned with like what people think, but definitely the pressure of like at a certain age, you have to, especially women, we get this pressure put on us a lot more. And, you know, because the the, you know, I know we just have like such miscon- like misconceptions or like weird thoughts about like women who aren't like settled and tame and like, you know, or whatever, um, you know, past the age of 30 or whatever it is. And so after this trip, which is like genuinely the best time of my life, like I have never, ever felt more myself, more aligned, more just like, this is what I'm here to do every day was so expansive. Like, not that there wasn't like challenges. Like I'm not saying every day was perfect. You've heard some of my travel stories, like not everything was not perfect. But when I say expansive, I mean, that was like either challenging in the most heart touching way or just like incredible experiences. Like I was meeting the most amazing people. Um, meeting the most amazing places in the world, like just being led and guided and invited to the most beautiful, jaw-dropping, unimaginable, like 
incredible destinations and not that they were even like always physically that pretty but like wherever I ended up always had something to give me and something to teach me and it was just the best in short and it was the first trip that I've ever taken that I got to the end of and I wasn't like I wasn't ready to go home like I'd had my flight booked in for a long time um, but I didn't feel complete and so in the about probably like the the month or so that I had been home, I got home August 29 um, and it's now like mid-October-ish, <clears throat> I was pretty darn miserable. Like I had pockets of, of slight positivity, um, but I was feeling really uninspired with my work. I was feeling really uninspired with myself, uh, writing, writing Immortality. Um, the, again, the travel memoir that I'm putting out that gave me some sort of like something to look forward to each day, but I just felt no sense of excitement about the future because I was just like, what do I have to just like, you know, quote unquote, settle down now? Like, is that what life is? Like, is it just like paying exorbitant rent in this exorbitantly priced city of Melbourne that I don't even like that much? You know, it's like different. Like if this was a city that I was obsessed with, I wouldn't care about the cost of living so much, but I'm just like, why? <laughs> you know, and people like, and this is like, especially when I was talking to my parents about the decision, because my dad is obviously like a what, like 60 something year old man um, who was raised at a very different different time so like for him I shared like the obvious like logical financial reason it's like people think I've spoken about this before like people get these ideas that like travel is more expensive than living here but like when I travel my expenses are cut you know anywhere from like 50% to um 20% or whatever because yeah this is an expensive city uh in short um and so if I wasn't enjoying it why 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 was I continuing to live here? That is a great question. I actually don't know. It literally took um, my friend, my beautiful friend, Chloe, who is a mental projector and she's an Aquarius and she's just really, really smart. Um, and like we went out to dinner and she's like kind of just like sat across from me and she's just like, like, I love you. And I obviously like want you to live here, but why do you live here? <laughs> like you're clearly miserable. And it got me thinking, like, it's not that I hadn't been thinking and wishing and feeling that desire for freedom. And just like, it's, it's something that I've actually wanted to do since I was like, probably 22, 23. And I heard that, um, you know, a life of indefinite travel was something that some people actually did was a, was a lifestyle that people chose, like not having a specific home base, but just living around the world and traveling at the same time. So it's been a long time coming. Um, but then obviously like, not that I've put down like serious roots here, but I, I own furniture now, you know, I own couches and a fridge and obviously like adopted my cat Giselle in 2018. So that was a big like reason why I thought, oh, it's not possible. It's not for me. Like at the time I had two cars, like I didn't use one of them, but when I was in Perth last year, I had to buy a car to get home, to drive home back to Melbourne. Um, that was a whole other long story. Not sure if I've shared that, but whatever that happened. Um, and so I had a lot of like physical material ties that were holding me here. And so I sort of said to Chloe, I was like, it's just not possible. You know, like I really do want to travel again, but I'll have to like wait, save up, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, 
obviously that got my brain thinking. Um, and I went to sleep that night as normal, but then I woke up Sunday morning. So that was Saturday night. We had that conversation. I woke up Saturday, uh, sorry, Sunday morning. Um, and this was the start of October. So this was maybe like Sunday, the 2nd of October. And it was like every possession that I owned was crushing me energetically, mentally, and physically. Like I could not breathe. Like I could feel the weight of this apartment, like every item of furniture, like all of my belongings, um, my cars, all the responsibilities, all that just crushing surrounding me. And I felt like the truth inside of me was like, I just want to get on a plane. I want to run away from all of this. This is not like, this is not it. This is not my life. That was the greatest feeling was that I'm living or I'm trying to live because I'm not even doing that good of a job of it. I'm trying to live somebody else's life. I don't know why it took me so long um, to come to this decision, but you know, I'm sure. And it was funny because it was like literally the day when Mercury retrograde ended that Sunday the 2nd when this just like like rush of clarity just came through like this is what has to happen um and I also knew you know like if if it's not meant to be if if I'm actually meant to stay here and put down roots and you know get married do all these things or whatever that that people people you know choose to do um then I will get a sign and that sign you know, the universe and I, we have an agreement. And that is if things are really, really tricky and not tricky in a way of like challenges that force you to grow, um, but tricky in the way of like things just not working, then it wasn't the right time, you know, but there was a little part of me that was like, and I said this to Chloe too. I was like, I have a feeling um, the second I make this decision, it's going to happen really quickly. So I have to be sure that this is what I want before I make the decision. Like I literally said that to Chloe that night and sure enough, <laughs> um, when I woke up with this, just like blinding, deafening clarity on that Sunday morning, I put my apartment on Facebook marketplace, uh, for like a lease transfer and within, yeah, not even two hours. I had like 35 messages from different people basically saying like, I'm in <laughs> and I didn't have the energy to go through all of them. Um, and I've shared this story on Instagram too, but I think it's such a nice story. Uh, and so, yeah, didn't have the energy to go through all of them. And I was like, you know, the best person will be selected. Um, but it was feeling, it was feeling a bit like, Oh, this feels hard. Like going through all these messages, talking to these people, then what if like they want to come around and see the apartment and then they don't end up liking it. It's like a waste of my time. Blah blah blah. blah. And at this stage I was like ready to book flights for like two days later. You know, I was like, I was ready to go. Like, like when I make a decision, um, you know, I'm very like, cool. It's happening now, you know? Um, but anyway, so we started, I started putting some of my furniture on marketplace. I started putting, you know, just other random bits and bobs. I was like, let's get started with that. And as I was, so I never got, I never use Facebook for starters. The only thing I use it for is marketplace. Um, I'm like messenger. Um, and so I just thought, you know, because I was using Marketplace, I was on Facebook on my laptop, which never, ever happens. 
And because it was open, like the girl's message who sent one through at that exact moment popped up, you know, it makes that little like bloop, bloop, um, Facebook messenger sound. And she was replying to the ad for my apartment and it was a really, really long message. And it had like emojis and stuff. So it just like caught my eye and I started reading through it. And she was just like explaining her story that basically her and her partner had lost their home and all their belongings, all their furniture, all their stuff in the northern New South Wales floods earlier this year. So if you're not an Aussie, we've had like really terrible flooding all this year um, and last year too, I believe. So um, yeah, tons of people lost their lives a lot, and so many people were displaced. Um, and then they have really been through it this year. Like they had to go to renters tribunal because their landlord at that place said, uh, claimed that they breached their lease, but it's like, um, yo, our house was dis- destroyed by a flood and a la- and a landslide. Like we're not breaching our lease. We physically cannot live here. The landlord, st- landlord stole their bond. Um, they won through the rentals tribunal, luckily. And then the next rental that they moved in had an abusive landlord uh, who would just like unannounced visit the property and yeah, be abusive. Um, so they had to go through renters tribunal again, that's twice in six months. And they just had an absolute nightmare. Um, she had the girl who messaged me, she had been like trying to find a place. They'd been trying to find a place in Melbourne desperately for months. Cause she kept getting like job offers down here, but had to turn them down because the rental market is so crazy, blah, 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 blah. Anyway. So we hopped on a call, like a zoom call so that I could show them around the apartment because they were living in Sydney at his parents' house. Um, and they were like, looks great. And just after, you know, I really connected with them and I just had a feeling like, you know, when you just know, like the universe is like lining two people up whose needs will, needs will exactly meet each other, um, at the exact perfect time. I knew it was one of those situations. I knew they were the ones who were going to be moving into my apartment. You know, there was like my logical brain that was like, you should talk to other people just in case it falls through with them. But I was like, you know what? No, um, I, I believe they're the ones. And of course, because they lost all their belongings and their furniture, um, they also offered to buy a bunch of my furniture, like the amount that they could afford. Um, and then, yeah, I'd thought like maybe I would try and sell the rest of it, but I ended up just being like, do you know what? No, I'll just give it to you. Like you've had a terrible year. It saves my moving out costs, all that stuff. So, um, and kitchen stuff and everything they need, right? Basically just like, they get a, they get a furnished apartment. Um, and so, yeah, they put through their application and they also called the real estate agent because obviously their last two landlords give them terrible reviews because they're terrible landlords, um, and all that stuff happened and no one had really like bothered to actually stop and take the time and hear the story and like read through the tribunal notes and stuff, which fair enough. I know, I mean, real estate agents are busy. It's not their fault, but Anyway, um, so they called the real estate agent and just sort of explained the situation as well. Um, And they ended up being approved within basically probably within like eight days of when I decided I wanted to move out. Yeah. Um, So I booked my flight straight away for the 19th of October. And then within that time too, I was like, well, obviously the biggest thing I need to figure out is Giselle, you know, my cat, that is the most heartbreaking thing that 
you know, I'd wanted to do this thing, like travel indefinitely for so long. But every time I was like, I can't put her up for adoption, you know, like I just love her so much. Like she is truly my family. Like she's been there for me through some of the worst times of my life, like some of just the lowest, like mental health times of my life. And she truly is like an emotional support animal. Like she is the best. She's so sweet. She's so loving. And every other time that I've traveled, she's stayed with my youngest sister, Josie. And so I just sent a message to Josie and said, like, this is what's going to happen. Obviously, you and your housemate, she has like a long term housemate, are my first choice, but no pressure. I know it's a big responsibility, blah, 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 blah. And yeah, within half an hour, (laughs) they were like, obviously, we want Giselle and we're filling out the paperwork. So that was just like, I couldn't sing at that stage. Again, it was just like the perfect reminder or just like confirmation from the universe that this is what is meant to happen. You are exactly in the right timing. Like this was when it was meant to happen too. Um, I'm sure I could have made the decision earlier. Um, And yeah, again, those first few days, like I got rid of, or like I had someone you know, a tow company or whatever, come to pick up my old, old car for scrap metal. Um, and I'm keeping my my other car for now, uh, but I'll probably try and sell it early next year. And yeah, started planning where I want to visit and booked my first flight to the Philippines, which is leaving, yeah, October 19th. So this coming Wednesday, Um, and I will be spending about a month in the Philippines and then going to Bali next after that. I've been to Bali before, but my sister is going to be there. Uh, the sister that I traveled in Greece and Cyprus and, um, Israel and stuff with. So she's going to be there in early December. Um, and we're going to have like a beautiful, pure, wholesome, spiritual time in Bali. Uh, and then I'm not too sure where I'm going after that. I have a big, big, big wish list of places that I want to go. And I have many, many people from all around the world who've said like, you have to come here and see me. You have to come here and see me. Um, and so yes, I don't know exactly what the next few months will hold, but yeah, there are definitely some countries that I've never been to before that I would like to tick off, tick off, scratch off my travel scratch map, if you will. Um, there was one one other thing I was going to say. Oh, what was it? Oh, and yeah, I think like another thing that really helped me in making this decision, like, you know, really finally actually confirming that decision was knowing that, you know, now that COVID is like coming to a close, like the pandemic is not, you know, we're, we don't have the same restrictions on travel that we had, like even like, you know, a year ago, like six months ago, seven months, eight months ago. I can come home, like I can visit whenever I want to, you know, it's not like I make this decision and I can never come to Melbourne again anymore. It's like I have friends and family here. I have people and obviously like Kat (laughs) who I adore so much and I still love this city. Like this city has raised me and it's like, man, I am like, like people can tell this is where I'm from, you know, like there's, 
definitely a strong, saucy Melbourne vibe within me. Um, basically, we just think we're better than anyone else in the world and we, you know, we complain about everything that exists anywhere else in the world and be like, yeah, this is just isn't like how it is in Melbourne. Um, but then when we're here, we complain about being here as well. So it's it's a great lifestyle. Adore it. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I'm coming back in February for a couple of weeks because my friend is getting married. Um, actually, two friends who I lived in England with, um, which is very exciting. They are tying the knot. So I want to be here for that. And then another one of my closest friends is getting married in May. So I'll be coming back again for that. And it's just amazing. You know, it's just going to be so, so, so exciting. And I'm really looking forward to sharing my travels so much on my personal Instagram, which I will link in the show notes if you do want to keep up. You know, I shared a lot from my three-month trip, but I just got like (laughs) so many DMs of when I got home, people being like, I missed your travel stories already. And, you know, I forget that like, especially the way that I travel with like this more uh, spontaneous and um, carefree and unplanned and advent, you know, to me, it's adventure type travel where you don't really know, like oftentimes where you're going to sleep the next night or you just like go where the wind takes you. And that's not for everyone. Right. And I've, I, not that I forget that, but I know that it's like, it's not for everyone, but everyone finds it entertaining. And it's like that I can share and like, let people live vicariously, through my misadventures without you actually having to (laughs) experience uh, the drama that can take place in these types of travels is really, really, really exciting and fun to me. Um, So I'm really, really going to be so good about sharing all the things, you know, the ups and the downs, because, you know, that's a reality. That's what I'm signing up for is like, my God, it's so many ups and downs. Like, But that's like, I would not have it any other way. Like the normalcy, the stability of like an everyday life, that's good for some people, but it does not work for me. I've tried so hard to quote unquote settle down and I just find no spark, no hopefulness here um, in that like, you know, routine or like knowing knowing where you're going to sleep the next night or knowing that like your next holiday is like, you know, or your next new place is, um, you know, months away. Uh, I, I just, yeah, it's, it's not for me. Just like, like I was saying, travel is not nonstop travel is not for everyone. So that is that. Um, and then I guess like bringing it back to the decision piece, it's like, I get it. Making decisions is really, really hard. And this is a decision that I've probably been going back and forth on, like I said, for years, Um, but particularly in the last month, obviously. And sometimes it just takes actually making that decision and, you know, try out having a similar agreement with the universe that I do, which is like, if this feels really tricky, if this feels unaligned, if, if this does not like get carried out easily, then I'll know it's not the right time. You know, not that the decision's not right. It might just like not be right at this time. For example, 
But anyway, <clears throat> I'm really looking forward to talking more about it and, you know, I'll keep sharing um, my travel memoir uh, audiobook. And yeah, lots of love. Talk to you soon.